0: Sports fans, thank you for listening to State of My Sports, where we talk about State of Michigan sports and State of Michigan beer. If you aren't following us on social media yet, please do so by searching State of M.I. Sports. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast along with our YouTube channel so you do not miss an episode. For even more content, check out our website, stateofmisports.com. Alright. Thanks for checking out episode 96. Today we're going to talk a little bit about what we saw this past week for our our football teams, some news out of uh, football, or sorry, basketball teams. And we're going to talk a little bit about our football, Michigan football as well. Talk Pistons. We're going to have mock draft 2.0, which is always a good time.
1: It's always fun. I,
0: I love me some Mock Drafts, You guys know that. It's when finally it, time, guys. You're done. Kyle it. Gone, we can uh, <laughs> we can do this without any any pushback. Seven round? Seven rounds. Yep, all seven of oh, them. Oh, sweet. I need, I need names. I need a breakdown of every single player. Awesome. So, big board. Ryan's big I'm board. I'm in. I'm in. Um, we're also going to put uh, Trav. So he's been 2-0 on his picks of the week so far, um, which is awesome. He's going to go for 3-0, and he's going to do a Michigan State game. So stay tuned for that. Um, I am going to try to finally put together a winning parlay for my Wednesday parlay. <laughs> Parlays are tough. Don't Don't laugh too hard. It's not. I haven't seen you put any parlays together.
2: I just wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my advice on that one.
0: And then we will uh, talk some Vegas odds with our betting hero segment. Of course, we'll grade some Michigan beers. I'm Sam and With me today, we got Micah Smith, Ryan Walthart, and John Dornboss working behind the scenes once again. Um, hey, I mean, how, how was your guys' week? Did, it, did you guys do anything fun? I feel like this was one of the most not boring weeks weekends, but I don't know. It just felt like it just went fast. Did you guys do anything that was like was. really fun?
1: It was laid back for us. Yeah. Just yeah, you're talking better. like
2: weekend because-
0: We're weak. I mean- So yeah, last, last
2: week, Wednesday- Yeah. Last week, Wednesday, I did one of the coolest things so, I've ever tell done- Tell us a little bit about that. Indoors. Uh, we So my buddy from work and I, we drove what, about four, four and a half hours to Cleveland, Ohio, which before you think it's a terrible idea, we went to <laughs> an indoor mountain biking place. It's called Ray's Indoor Bike Park. And it was one of the coolest things yeah. Yeah, I've ever done.
0: You I, I really wanted to see pictures of it. And you said you didn't take any pictures I took zero pictures.
2: Yeah. Let's, there's there's all kinds of YouTube videos to like are there? Yeah. So if you wanted to look it up Raise Indoor Bike Park, it, it's like hundred and sixty thousand square feet of just it's like they have over a mile long uh trail that just goes that winds all the way through their facility in different sections of their warehousing. It's it's Amazing, yeah. that's sweet. So
0: yeah. they just turn like an old Toys R Us into this place, like like they do with oh, all it's these like, a trampoline parks and stuff.
2: It's a it's a it's not that nice. <laughs> way no. bigger than that. It's way bigger, and um, you think that the ceiling might collapse and cave in oh, on yeah. you, like the building. It does not look good. But you get in there, and it's just completely laid back. Everybody's just in there to have a, a ton of fun. That's cool. Hit jumps and get shown up by a bunch of eleven-year-olds, just like <laughs> hit, hitting the the big line, the XL line. And meanwhile, I'm like struggling with the medium line, just like just don't fall. I only fell once.
1: Is it color coded? Yeah. Like so the trails. Yeah. Stuff?
2: So there's like a green. They call it the green trail. You just follow the green trail all the way through the facility. Okay. And it, and it, like I said, it's over a mile long from from end to end. Uh, but then, but then they have like skate park sections. They have jump trails. They have like little pump tracks. Uh, they have skills wow. skills areas where they have like a little. You're basically just riding on a two by four and trying to stay up. And yeah, they they have something for that's everybody.
0: Great. Do you wear a helmet when you do this or no? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh you do? Yeah. You oh, seem like oh. the kind of guy that doesn't wear a helmet. No, you have to. You oh you do? Yeah, you're like required to. It? Oh, I which, would I would anyways. I'm not gonna yeah.
2: mess myself
1: up. Okay, yeah. this sounds fun. Would someone that's not into mountain biking like it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah? Yeah, and, and the cool thing is they they have like a I rented a bike. So first time it was like 20 25 bucks. It was Okay. Cheap. So you didn't bring your own? No, I didn't bring my own. I rented a bike and it's it's a dirt jumper bike. So it it has front fork on it, like suspension on the front wheel, but it doesn't have anything on the back wheel. So it's meant to be like that indoor type of feel and you can you can pump your way through. Huh. Yeah, we could go out do you just want to do the whole podcast about this?
0: Yeah, let's do it. All well, right. no, we do Mountain have my podcast. Oh,
2: okay, yeah, you're right. And I know you're, you're excited right. about that. So no, just um, awesome experience. I loved it.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. oh, that's cool. I'm glad you had fun. And you took a day off, which is good for you. I, I did. Yes. <laughs> did you pay for it the next day? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm still <laughs> sore. Like <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, I can feel like little muscles in my neck that I <laughs> had to <laughs> use. Didn't know our yeah. <laughs> <her> muscles. <laughs> I haven't
0: worked those in years. Right. <laughs> only the only
2: when I fell, I think I kind of messed up my neck a little bit. How but, many yeah. times
0: did you fall? Just once. Just one time.
2: Oh yeah, I saved it a bunch. And I got hurt more than once, but I just fell one time.
0: <laughs> yeah. How
1: many yeah. times would Sam and I fall?
2: Uh you guys wouldn't wouldn't fall at all, I don't think. No. No, because you be on the bunny hill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you take it easy. <laughs>
0: exactly. Well, we did have some sports and there it was actually uh, a pretty pretty good weekend. Um for for our basketball <clears> teams, <throat> I think it was it was important to to talk about that. I mean, we're coming down the wire. Uh so Thursday, we'll talk we'll talk a little Michigan here first. Thursday they went out against uh Number nine Iowa, then number nine Iowa. They won 79-57, another big blowout win against a top ten team, which is awesome. Uh, Saturday they won 73-57 at Indiana. Uh, they're currently live against Illinois, uh, who moved up to number four. They were a seven-point favorite going in. How's how's that one even looking right now, John? You got the score in front of you there. Do it. What what are we looking at?
3: 71 to 47 in favor of your fighting a oh, lineup that,
0: that's that's not that's bad. that is a that is like, get it out of their system now though, right That's kind of the way I look at it. They weren't gonna be perfect. Um, well I guess they could have been. but anyways it's a little bit of a humble experience for them but all they got to do is win one of the next two against Michigan State, um, which is Thursday at home. And then uh, Sunday, they are at M- MSU. So if you win one of those, you lock it up. Or if uh, Illinois happens to lose uh, one of their, their final games, uh, Michigan will be the Big Ten regular season champion. Yep. Um, but really, it's – it's the, I, and I've said this for a long time. I feel this way even when Michigan's winning the Big Ten at regular season. It's not – it doesn't move the needle for me. Winning like – Regular season championships d- doesn't do anything for for me when it comes to basketball, at least. Especially because, when you got
1: a long postseason, how do you? Yeah, if you do
0: because you have the tournament. I, I personally would rather win the Big Ten tournament than the regular season. I've, I've always felt like that was uh, a better accomplishment for what basketball, college basketball is, and what makes you a successful team. Um, but I mean, we'll see. Uh, they're they're playing good, uh, other than today, which it's step one, though. You know, the regular season is step
2: one going into something. Bigger, there are bigger goals in place. Yeah,
1: yep.
0: All right, so we'll talk a little bit. Of Michigan State. Um, last week when we were recording on Tuesday, they they beat uh, the then number five Illinois. Uh, Lioneye, uh, eighty-one to seventy-two. That was a big win for them. Kind of got got things that rolling. Was huge and a very good team. Illinois is a good team. They're they're proving it today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean that that's a, a very important win for, for a team that's trying to make the tournament. Um, but then they they bounce back or they they. They duplicated their performance with a 71-67 win against then number four, Ohio State, uh, who's another very good team. I, I don't know if they – did they drop out of the top ten? Do, do you know that, I think Micah? they had to have because they were – They lost again, I, I yeah, know. Three but three times. Mean, they lost way, to Iowa, too. Either way, they're they're a really good team, and that's a good win for Michigan State's resume, who, who's trying to do anything they can um, to, to get in the board. After that? those two games, they were talking – Hey, they'll be the last four in type thing. They were kind of falling in line. Eleven or twelve seed is what I kept hearing. Um, but then, unfortunately, on on Sunday, they, they oh, I don't even have that one on here. Or, no, I do. Uh, they lost seventy three to fifty five to unranked Maryland team. So it was at Maryland, and that was I, I didn't get to watch a ton of it, but from what I saw, it was just their shooting was it, was. it reminded me a lot of this Michigan game. They looked tired. They looked like everything was short, and it just wasn't good. And they went at, what they started off down eleven nothing, and really never recovered. Um, but I mean, did, does that kind of erase one of the big wins, or was it just kind of, p- no, part I don't of the think game? so. Yeah, uh,
2: I mean, they because they had such a bad record and a bad streak there in in December and January that, you know, we talked about it last week going into this, they really, the big wins is what Michigan State needed. They needed to prove that they could win against high ranked competition to move the needle come March.
0: Yeah, because a, a good win, Definitely outweighs a bad or mediocre loss. Yeah, especially that when you're fighting, when you're on the bubble, important.
2: a yeah. good win is definitely more important than that. Exactly. Yes. Yep.
0: And then uh, they're playing and Maryland's tonight. not
2: a bad loss. I mean, this is the Big Ten we're talking yeah. about. They're a good yep. team.
0: Yeah. No, that's true. They're, so they're playing right now. I believe they started at eight, so they're probably right around halftime here sh- soon. Um, but I mean, I don't know if we know what the score of that one is. Um, but they're they're currently playing Indiana. Um, and, and that's a team that they're kind of fighting for 20, to, to get in.
1: 26 at half.
0: 26 to 26? Yep. Oh, really? Twenty six. half? It, Ooh, yeah. another little scoring yeah, game. And then
1: Ohio State is ranked number seven.
0: Number seven. Thank you for clearing that up. So, I mean, it, th- this is a good game. Like, if they lose, it's not a terrible loss against Indiana here. Um, but if you win, I mean, th- that's a team that you're fighting for, potentially, um, to get in. One of them might. They both might. There, there's still a chance of that as well. But... Oh, it, it's it's another resume booster if you can win this game, and then they obviously end Thursday at Mi- number two Michigan. Sunday, um, they host number two Michigan. Well, we'll see where Michigan falls by then, but either way, they'll be number two at that point. But so. if
2: they if they pull this game off tonight against Indiana, and then they win one of those games against Michigan, you think that's you are talking about one, two, three. F- you are talking about four of their last six, three of which in the yeah. top
0: top ten. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, that's a, really top five. Three, yeah. three of which in the against. The, in the in the moment, the yeah, t- yeah, yeah, five. exactly. No, those are those are good wins, and they won't be able to keep them out if you do that. They won't. Yeah, I think I, I think all they have to do is beat Michigan once, and obviously the the tournament can change some stuff too. Like if I'm you, with you on that. If you can win a couple games, and then it looks a lot better as well. So it, it's still early, but it, it really looks like they're going to uh, find their way into this tournament, um, unless the the crap hits the fan completely. It is time to introduce our Michigan beers for this episode, but before we do, I want to remind everyone of our partner, Sicilian's Annals Market. They are simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive, right between Grand Valley State University's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth a short drive for what they have to offer. Whether they know what you want or need some help from their expert staff, Sicily Annals Market is the best place for that. They not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beers from across our great nation, they are individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. They obviously have a great selection of craft beer. They also have specialty wines, spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, and cigars. Siciliano's Market also has the largest selection of homebrew and winemaking supplies in West Michigan. We love that Siciliano's Market is part of the state of my sports family, and it is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beers for each and every episode, so please check them out and let them know that we sent you. Ryan, you want to start us off with uh, your beer introduction?
2: Yeah, I I hope I can read this because it's a white and yellow label. Yeah, Which so is not, really not good contrast <laughs> if you're trying to read a white letter. But uh, elephant juice from Eastern Market Brewing Company, uh, really cool, nice. You know anything about it or no? No, I, that was just going to leave it at that. You <laughs> want to talk more? All right, this is a 7.2% alcohol. Uh,
0: I'm trying to figure out where these guys are. It's a New England style IPA. I think Eastern Market is downtown Grand or sorry, downtown Detroit. I'm pretty sure. Is it if I remember from, from previous episodes? Right. Yeah. It's
2: got it's got citra mosaic, uh, mandarina and bavaria hops. Cool. Yeah. Looks pretty malty too. Nice. Mike, what are you drinking?
1: So I am drinking from Arvon tonight the two times blackberry double kettle sour. So good. And <laughs> yeah, so you don't have to whisper <laughs> that. It's it, really good. I love
0: <laughs> I I think I'd say this every I love their sour so much. Um, and I, I look, I love their IPAs, but when I know I could be drinking one of their sours, their sours are different. I'm like, eh, I
4: might yeah, choose a sour good. here.
1: So this one's a, a kettle sour loaded with the most blackberries that they have put in a beer, and it's an eight percenter actually. So you get kind of a, a heavily fruit-packed beer with actually quite a bit of alcohol. Yeah, and it does not taste very alcoholic.
0: Yeah, no, you can you can trick people. Yeah. Into getting drunk with something like that. Well, like, not like that my we brother. would ever do that. Not that we would ever do that. But
2: it's kind of a good mix though because it's it, there's so much flavor. It's not like you're just gonna down it really fast. So it's a really easy drinking thing. But then you also you, you know you feel it. Not after too many. It's it's a nice drink.
0: Yeah, so I'm drinking uh, from Perrin Brewing Company. This is part of their Side Hustle series. Uh, It's called Hard Restart. So it's brewed with sapphire and Nelson solvent hops. Um, It says, expect this lager to have a moderate bitterness uh, with notes of citrus and bright grape acidity. Oh, I said that word right. Wait till I say that wrong later on. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And then uh on uh, on the aroma. So I probably should have stopped I shouldn't have stopped myself. But yeah, this is interrupted a interrupted yourself. It's a India True style Pale Lager and we all know who brewed hmm. this, right? We all know who bre- Eric, old friend Eric, Eric from da the Hops. Man. I'm sure oh, he brewed yeah, this. is sure. probably his his go-to. He loves doing those lagers. So obviously parent brewing company. It's in Comstock Park, Michigan. Yep. Um so it's I mean really hidden. cool, really cool uh can there too. What do they got? Uh it's uh you can see it's like the power sign. Is that what that is? Yeah, and that's the that's like one TV. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, um, But we're also all going to grade something else. Mike, do you want to do a quick introduction yeah, of, of, absolutely. of what we're drinking so here?
1: So from Lost Art, they're here in Walker, uh, just a kind of a stone's throw if you have an arm like Ryan. Uh, Lost <laughs> Art, their milkshake series, um, it's a really cool can. And so I'm going to explain this really quick. So it's their first beer in the series, and they used a very special malt bill and conditioned it on Madagascar vanilla beans and added an abundant poundage of raspberries and lactose. The ending result was a well-balanced, thick, and fluffy milkshake beer where none of the flavors overpowered the next. Thick this and beer is,
2: poundage and, and
1: good beer? <laughs> this beer is easy and enjoyable to drink from start to finish. Um so, it uh, should be on here somewhere. What The, the percentage? Yeah.
0: Uh, it's actually in the description, I think, there. Is it? Um, but if not, he messaged me, and we'll get that at the very end. Because yeah. basically, th- this comes out on oh, there Thursday, it is. I believe. 7.3%. This is a new release. Yeah, brand new release. Uh, I don't even think they're selling it yet because I don't think they're open on uh, Tuesdays. But it's either Wednesday or Thursday that they're open and start selling these beers. Uh, awesome. But I saw it on on the Instagram, and I was like, dude. How can how can we get our hands on one of these before um, or before we start recording? And uh, Brad, great guy at Lost Art, um, I'm so he's, happy he's hosted for them us. Too. Yeah, they seem to be doing really good, and I like the way that they're doing. It, it seems like they're kind of um, modeling a little bit after Arvon with like the limited releases and stuff like that, and like always a new beer. I think that's a really good way to for these breweries to do that and, and start growing. You get the mug club members yeah. moving, like they, they turn into a lot. But um, are you great, a mug club great member? Great there? people. No, not yet. I, I probably should be. Uh, once things are open 100. Uh, percent Yeah, 100%. I mean that's
2: what I'm. You know, like he opened up this thing and then everything shut down. It's like, yeah. oh geez, like how do you yeah. make your way through that? So I'm pumped for him. You know that we're getting back up closer to 100. percent Yeah, no, at 100. What are
0: we at? 50. percent Starting 50% Friday, soon, yeah, right? or Saturday, maybe. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, this but, weekend. Um, yeah, for sure. So, uh, those will be our. Those are what we're drinking today as as we uh, record. But Ryan, you have a nice little. A read to do for uh, DraftKings, right?
2: Sure do. So, guys, UFC 259 is this weekend and is sure to be action-packed with three title fights taking place in one night. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, is putting you in the center of this weekend's title fight with 100 to 1 odds on either fighter to land a punch during the title fight. So listen to this. Pick either main fighter to land a punch during this weekend's UFC 259 bout and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 100 to 1 odds. Just bet $1 on either fighter to land a punch, and if that happens, you will cash $100. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test Then to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if MMA isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top rated DraftKings Sports app now and use promo code MIBETS when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if either main event fighter lands a punch on Saturday. Place your bet and watch the fists fly this weekend. That's code MIBETS to turn $1 into $100 if either fighter lands a punch for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Uh in Michigan only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings dot com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call one eight hundred gambler or in Indiana, one eight hundred nine with it.
0: Son of a He did it.
2: The just a, crushed it. He did it.
0: it. I mean and I'm I'm that was supposed to be his punishment just
2: because he stood me up yesterday. Just, yeah, just copy that and just plug so it in.
1: He stood
0: you up. Yeah, we were supposed to record that last night. Why would have? Why would I if I could just pull that off? I know. I, I'm wondering if we're ever going to do that again. I feel like that's just on your on your plate here, moving <laughs> forward. <laughs> is that is that the case? Yeah, deal. Until <laughs> you don't show one up, d- and i d- like, oh crap, <laughs> just it's one day recorded. <laughs> <good. laughs> I just got to make sure you show up. That, that's, that's the key. Um, but anyways, we did want to talk a, a, a little bit about uh, some Michigan football. There's some big news going around. Mike, I'm, I'm just going to hand the reins over to you here. Um, I think we, we want to start with kind of Will Johnson, right? Yeah, let's it, start with And his Will commitment. Johnson. Like, Can you tell us a little bit about this is a big um, deal. how big of a get this is, and we can kind of discuss it.
1: Well, we'll go strictly to his rankings. So he's the 11th best overall recruit nationally, fifth best cornerback, which is crazy in that – in that top 11 players wow. that there are that many corners there's a corner heavy like top end class That's
0: really interesting. I want uh, like w- what would be the reason for that many good corners like I,
2: it just happens. I know defensive tackle has been kind of a tough position to recruit yeah. lately. Yeah, yeah, it's just At least for Michigan. Yeah, limited big <laughs> bodies and yeah. I don't know it just goes in in these
1: waves. Yep. Yeah. Um, he's also the number one player in Michigan. So, oh, so it, he is—he's homegrown Michigan. Homegrown, he's out of Gross That's Point. Pretty dang cool. Over near Detroit, um, and he's the son of Deion Johnson.
0: Oh, that sounds familiar. Why do Deion I, Johnson played for Michigan,
1: UFM, he, baby? Okay, yep. was
0: yep. this the guy that was kind of leaning towards Michigan State, or am I no. am I getting no. a little confused? Okay, no. sorry. No,
1: Will Will Johnson. <laughs> he's been. He, he was offered. Uh, everything under the sun.
0: Oh, really? So he was probably offered by Ohio State, yep. Alabama, So the last three Georgia. schools
2: were Michigan, Ohio State, and yeah. USC.
1: Yep.
0: USC, oh, yeah. Okay, wow. Man, I would go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: no kidding. Well, well, funny thing is, is earlier in their uh, recruiting period, so I believe it's Will Johnson and Damani Jackson were thinking about teaming up as a tandem cornerback duo. And committing okay. wherever the other wanted to commit, Damani Jackson was down to basically Michigan, USC, and possibly Ohio State. I'd have to check, but he ended up going to USC. Okay, a month or two ago. Interesting. And Will Johnson held off, and that was a good sign for Michigan. And sure enough, I, I think I think it was Mo Linguist who was the lead recruiter. Which and that's is, the guy
0: from Dallas. Correct? Dallas. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yep. Okay. Dallas Cowboys old DB coach. Um, he is putting a hurting like a good hurting on the recruiting trail so um, it, it, will Johnson is a huge get as long as yeah. they can keep him and impress to a certain extent through the season because that's the way it seems to go nowadays if, if you're not impressive through the season that following season these kids are more likely to say you know what I don't know I don't care what a commitment means but yeah. I'm gone
0: well and, and it's not only that is you got to make sure you have those coaches, moving forward, because if you're committed to a coach that all of a sudden leaves, these guys can leave exactly. very, very quickly. So it's great to get these guys, um, especially in the way that this offseason was with all the question marks of Harbaugh, and, and then all of a sudden these late hires and all that stuff. Like, that's awesome, but how do you keep them and how do you develop them is, is really the next step. And that's that's what I'm... I love the recruiting stuff, and I don't dive into it like you do, and I appreciate that you do because it gets me all warm and fuzzy on the inside. <laughs> But if they can't start developing these guys into being true players like in college yep. it seems like the good players on Michigan end up going to the pros and, and not doing anything for themselves, or the average players for Michigan, that guys that you don't expect to be absolute studs and the pros go out and be studs and people forget what school they went to. The right. best the best part of this, <laughs> yep. though
2: the best part of this is future recruits. If they're looking at big time athletes and, and guys that they're looking up to right now, that are committing to Michigan. That's going to make yeah. them feel comfortable committing to Michigan because they feel like the program's in good hands. They're in they're in really good leadership, but also the players that they've are looking up to or respecting are also going to these schools. So they're not feeling like they're making uh, an outlandish decision. You no, know, something yeah. that's out of the norm. If he was to go to USC and, and people start turning down Michigan as they go, that's a harder a bad, sell. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm the more, tired. so the better you are at recruiting, the more. Great it's
1: like a you're snowball. Get. It's just a snowball. It does,
2: event. yeah. And so this was a very important get. And correct
0: me, yep. from, so the the guy that came over from Dallas, I, I forget his name, the the recruiter that we you brought yeah, up, yeah, Moe Linguist. He's is yep. he a secondary coach or what? What is he doing? In he's in, a co-defensive coordinator. Co-defensive. Okay, with yeah. the guy that was over from the Ravens. Yep. Okay, so yep. it's kind of a, a tandem thing. Yep. Um, but he's more of a secondary coach, correct? He, yep. He, that's he's what more he was at coach. Dallas. Coach. Yep. Okay. Cool. Um. Well, I mean, was there anything else m- about him that you were kind of excited about?
1: uh not really no. he he is he's a strictly true athletic individual I a mean, Michigan he is, man he is yeah. a Michigan man I like that he loves where his dad went to school, and I'm sure he was actually really weighing those last three schools and but in the end, you know dad's school won
0: yeah no i so. like I like that uh some other news in, in Michigan yeah
1: yeah so uh on february twenty eighth Baumann. Bowman or Bowman? I'm pretty sure it's Bowman.
2: Let's I would
0: go say with Bowman. Bowman. Perfect. I would, yeah, I would say Bowman. So, uh, from Texas
1: Hopefully Tech. Hopefully, we
0: don't have to learn, right? But. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So, grad transfer from Texas Tech. You'll shoot my bow. Um, he decided to come to Michigan and uh, try and play football in this depth chart that we got. So uh, yeah,
0: so let's talk a little bit about his stats, interesting eye test, way to say test, and then kind of the just how it affects the program at the end. Like if you want to just throw some numbers out there, yep. or, or even the eye test, um, all that kind of stuff. Then we at the end we can kind of discuss what we think about it. Yep,
1: for sure. So in 2018, uh, he played eight games, uh, 327 attempts, 227 completions, threw for 2600 yards, 17 touchdowns, seven picks. Uh, 2019, he only played three games, threw for over a thousand yards though. Uh, six TDs, three interceptions, and 2020 played eight games. Uh, threw for only 1,600 yards, ten touchdowns, yet seven picks. Right. I mean, his picks almost matched his touchdowns. Interesting. That so uh, one yeah. thing
0: important about him that the people have, I don't know if it was mentioned, but he is a grad transfer. So yep. it's not like there's any delay. He's basically coming in and filling. He, he's a number. It feels
1: like he should be just a number. This yeah. is
0: something to watch. Well,
2: be- because yeah, because we that? well, we have young, talented quarterbacks on this Michigan team and for him to come in, we just we what we don't know is what Harbaugh is thinking with this. Is he going to be the older upperclassman that he's going to rely on to start the season? Or is he going to be the depth guy that just helps these young quarterbacks backs develop and and learn playbooks and and go through their cues? You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, if he's coming in to be the the next Jake Rudock, I'm a little concerned. Like, I, I hope. Like, me, me
2: too. And, I don't want that situation.
0: Yeah, I, and I was hoping that this was the year that. And I don't know if we to Let's just talk about that. Like, how we feel about this. This transfer i don't want to say i hate it because i haven't watched the guy i don't know the end game for him but if he is coming in to truly compete with a jj mccarthy and um cade mcnamara like yep. that's not i don't want another like i, I it's a what, reputation that heart was getting is yep. always bringing in something else um and i don't like that i understand grainer. yeah exactly and senior
2: leadership it. all the the bull crap that doesn't win in college football. The, the yeah, man has exactly. a
1: laundry list almost as long as the Cleveland Browns, QBs. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's getting long real quick of yeah. transferring out. It's not a good look right now.
2: So all and I can tell you is looking at this kid when he throws the football, he looks like his shoulder is tearing while he's shot-putting a four-pound <laughs> football. Geez. Like, I'm not to be mean
0: or anything, but that's that's, that's how mean, it looks. But it's awesome. I hope, I want to get a look at this. No, his I mean like now. like
2: all of his power comes from his shoulder rotation. Like just picture like his right to left shoulder rotation and that's about as far as the football will go. That's
0: okay. Yeah,
2: not it, not it, to not to be that mean, I guess, but that's just <laughs> I I hate the way he throws. Yeah. I don't like it. It was it's a
1: bad delivery.
2: It, and it's 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 got like the uh the scheme quarterback written all over him from yeah. Texas Tech and not necessarily a talented thrower of the ball which I think we have a decent talent in Cade McNamara. Yeah. And I think we have a, a really, really, really good talent in J.J. Yeah.
1: I I have enough trust in Jim Harbaugh to make the decision moving forward through this season because I don't think that J.J. is going to start unless injuries start coming about, okay? Yeah. I do think it's going to be Cade's job in the end. I think Jim – is going to commit to J.J. I think Jim understands what he has in J.J. McCarthy. That kid is really special. Watching him do what he does, watching the stats he put up, it, it's incredible. And, the, you know, the most interesting thing to me is I looked up on uh, mgofish.com. It's a uh, recruiting coverage site for U of M football. The QB depth chart is Cade McNamara, Alan Bowman, J.J. McCarthy, Dan Valari. Okay. So... You know, I I think he's you know it's like a too early depth chart, um, but being a number two, he's only a number two because he's got that experience, yeah. and you know that. Yeah, his numbers don't or show lack, him being a experience. number two. <laughs> lack of experience. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. No, I thought that was good, Ryan. You're ready to to bring up some some Pistons talk.
2: Yeah, I was going to bring up just kind of the state of the Detroit. Detroit Pistons right now. So just to give you an update, right now the Pistons are 29th of 30 teams in in the standings in the NBA, so they're second to last right now. They're only ahead of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, let's think about this for for a little bit because the Minnesota Timberwolves, they have a number one overall pick from last year in uh I don't remember oh my gosh, yeah, Edwards. I, Edwards, okay, right? Yep, yeah. So uh they have a number one overall pick there. They had a number one overall pick in Carl Anthony Towns from like two thousand seventeen. Super talented big guy. They have a number two overall pick in uh dude who came over from from uh Brooklyn. Okay. And was drafted by the Lakers. You guys aren't helping me out. You guys are no, Williams. <laughs> I don't D-Will. remember the last time I watched yeah. <laughs> D'Angelo, D'Angelo Williams. Okay. So they have they have so many high end draft picks i just want everybody to because i'm going to get into what the pistons are missing yeah. and what they could get with this draft high-end draft picks everybody thinks that one draft pick will change your entire organization it can in the nba but it doesn't more often than not in this team the minnesota timberwolves are still last place and in the last five years they have two number one overall picks a number two overall pick and countless other lottery draft picks that just they don't work as a team. Yeah. So that's kind of the precursor to this whole thing. I think right now the Pistons have a solid core of forwards in Jeremy Grant, Sekou Boya, Sadiq Bey, and Josh Jackson. I think they're lacking point guards. That's one of their biggest uh, positions of need. And then also center depth. So they're young guys with the point guards, Saban Lee and Killian Hayes. Sabin Lee's actually looked really good. Killian Hayes looked really bad, but he's injured right now. And he was our first overall – or seventh overall pick this year. Yeah. They also got Dennis Smith Jr., who has been up and down so far in that trade with the Knicks. Okay, okay that was the guy that came over for uh, Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, exactly, and a second-round tra- draft pick okay. in that same trade. Uh, and then our center depth, I'm not going to put a Plumlee in there because he's just kind of a placeholder, but Isaiah Stewart's been a really good surprise. So I think we do have some depth to work with. Now what the Pistons are missing is a superstar player that kind of combines the whole team, puts them on their shoulder, and and that can put them over the top. And if they grow as a unit, this young core that we have, mixed with a superstar, talented player, I really think the Pistons are, have something in place with the toughness that they're showing, the athletic and length that they have on defense, uh, and then their shooting has really been better than anybody's expected up until this point. Yeah. So with that said, I wanted to get into the five options because this draft coming up, uh, we, we have the Detroit Pistons. If they finish, the worst they, they can finish is the sixth overall pick if they're yeah,
0: second to last. Yeah, where they're sitting at real quick. So for the four, first overall pick, you have 14% odd, uh, 14%. Uh, second overall pick, 13.4. Third overall pick, 12.7. Fourth overall pick, 12%. Uh, fifth overall pick, 27.8. And then sixth overall pick, 20%. Um, but, I mean, yeah, so you can take it from there. Yeah, like that, so, that's kind of where we're sitting. So, there. odds
2: are, you know, we're not going to get the fir- first overall pick. Even if we're the worst team in the NBA, where odds are we have the same odds as number two and three. Yeah. yeah and it's a low, they're low odds. So, odds are that Detroit will not have the number one overall pick. So, I want to give a, a little bracket of where everybody's thinking these most talented players are. Mm-hmm. And with this draft class, it's a really deep draft class, but there are five players that have separated themselves, and it's not even close. There's okay. it's like a tier A. And then a tier D. Okay. When oh you,
0: yeah. So it's that big of a drop off. It's a huge drop off. Like, I mean, would you compare it to last year's draft? Like, that was probably the top pick. Was probably more of a B. I think is that, that fair? I think then,
2: Anthony Edwards, who went to the Timberwolves last year, is number one. Yeah. I think he the highest he could have gone is six in this year's draft. So
0: all of these guys are better than that. that all pick of these in guys, your, in your opinion,
2: hands down. Everybody would he could That's have really been exciting. ten. Yeah. That's really exciting. Yeah. So uh, the number one, the expected number one overall pick for next year's draft right now is Cade Cunningham. He's 19 years old, six foot eight point guard, 220 pounds out of Oklahoma State. Okay, he's averaging at Oklahoma State in college right now. He's averaging as a freshman 19.8 points, six rebounds, 3.5 assists, shooting 45% from the field and 43% from three pointers. Yes, please. So he's got, <laughs> a, sounds, he's got awesome. a seven foot wingspan. So he's kind of he's got the makeup of a Ben Simmons, yeah. but is a pure shooter. He's a great great shooter. Very uh, nice. Yeah. He, the the downside with it, with him right now is that he's not an explosive athlete. He has no real quick twitch muscles, but he has elite vision. He's a playmaker. He has got that kind of point forward type of feel like a LeBron or one of those bigger bodies that just runs runs the team. And he would do that from the point guard position, but at 6'8", with a 7-foot wingspan. And, and he's, a, he's a great leader. He's a gamer. He's really the clear number one overall pick for everybody in this, this um, draft. And he's known among GMs. They're thinking that this is an organizational changer. Yeah. So what I said earlier about like they can, they have the potential. One player does have the potential to change your organization. This is the guy that they're looking for to, to make that happen
0: nowhere near like a lebron james type game changer right no
2: he doesn't have the athletic ability of that but he has far superior shooting skills so i
0: guess the, the way that i would want to explain this is you usually when you're in a, in a top top first overall pick you have absolutely nothing and then you get this player like lebron james and you're decent michigan or sorry <laughs> pistons <laughs> have a lot of building like building blocks that would fit a guy that's not the LeBron James type stature. Obviously, you'd rather have a LeBron James guy or the game changer in that way. Yeah. But like, he's a good fit for what this team needs because you already have complementary pieces already there. Right. It seems like at least. Right,
2: exactly. And and I I really want to have a team that grows together. Yeah. I don't want to get rid of a, a player that's really, really good just to get more draft picks because that's not how basketball yeah. works. Yep. When they're in their prime, if you have guys who are in their prime – Winning games at thirty age thirty to thirty five, that's like the, those are the best teams. That just outsmart, that just know how to play more than the others. So I don't want to get rid of our our established players like a Jeremy Grant. All right, moving on. Uh the second guy I have is Jalen Green. He's nineteen years old, he's six foot six, he's a shooting guard, hundred and eighty pounds. He is playing right now in the G League Ignite. So he's playing in the G League. So he was one of those guys that Yeah. And he's playing on Team Ignite. Okay.
0: And and that's with some, some other talented players. It right? is,
2: yeah, and, the, and other guys that you'll see on this list. Jonathan Kaminga is another one. Uh, they have uh, Isaiah Todd, who who came away from He was supposed to yeah, go to Michigan. He, was, he went to the G League Ignite. He was Michigan Ignite. or G League. Yeah, which so anybody who doesn't know G League Ignite, this is – man, this segment could go way long. Just cut me off when you need to. G <laughs> League Ignite hey, no, is, no, is, a, <laughs> is a professional team below the NBA, and they recruited like – Four of the best young, talented high school players, instead of going to college, they went to this team, and they got paid something like 150 grand to train, and that, that's all they do. They're not going to school; they just train bas- basketball. They play against professional competition, and they learn the game from an established coach like Brian Shaw, who's an NBA coach.
0: That's the right way. This is going to change. To run this is going to change basketball. college
2: basketball. I really believe it. Uh, so, anyways, Jalen Green, nineteen years old again. He's six foot six. Uh, he has he's a skinny, skinny body, but he has the movements and explosiveness of Michael Jordan. I just gotta say it. Like I, I have not seen Who is this somebody, one. Sorry, Jalen Green, number Ooh, two on the I like this. He when when he is in the air, he has leaping ability like I haven't seen in a really long time. His high school highlight video is insane. And and while he's in the air, he just glides through the air. He's like a, a smooth gliding prospect. That like <laughs> I don't know. I just you think of like the Kobe's and, and yeah. the Jordans. Yep. It's just I'm thinking more of a Jordan-esque okay. type of glide. Uh, he is averaging in the G League right now: seventeen point four points, four rebounds, three assists, shooting close to fifty percent, and shooting
0: thirty-eight uh, percent from threes. That's against pro- professional basketball players. It is a, a league that's. Probably third in the NBA or third to the NBA, so it's probably like you have the NBA. There's probably a European. You have a team European team, like leagues that that people love, but then G League is is developing. This is big for for it, and you're playing against good players. Yeah, I mean it, G Jordan legit. Poole's in the in the G League. You got yeah. a lot of players that were very good in in college that are in this league.
2: It, and I just think like people compare him to Zach Levine because if you don't know Zach. Zach Levine that is a point familiar. guard. Yeah. yeah, point guard for the Bulls. Okay. He's he's an amazing athlete. He's getting better as a basketball player. He's like averaging close to thirty points a game right now uh, in the NBA. But he's not that to me, he's not that kind of he has that kind of leaping ability, but he moves like Jordan. Okay. So I mean it's it's exciting. Next guy I'll bring up Jalen Suggs, 19 years old. He's the point guard from Gonzaga, six foot four, okay. two hundred and five pounds. He is he is um, as far as like quick twitch and explosive athletes on the court. He is the guy that you cannot stay in front of if you're playing defense. He is always misdirect. He has the misdirection to just throw people completely off of him. Like I watched a game with him and Jalen Green in high school, and he got to the basket whenever he wanted past him. So he is like the creative ball handling wizard on the best team in college basketball right now, even over Michigan. Gonzaga is yeah. insane. Yep. And he's the best player in that team and runs the show on that team. He's averaging fourteen points, five and a half rebounds as a point guard, four and a half assists, shooting fifty percent from the field and thirty three percent from threes. I'll take that. He's impressive. And and they you know he doesn't play the fourth quarter or, or the, the second half of the second half. Yeah, second half, of second half The last 10 Fourth minutes of, of the game. second half. I mean, yeah. it doesn't have to be <laughs> Yeah, that's true. but he doesn't play because they're yeah. they're always dominating. Okay. So that that I think that 14 points is a little misleading too. He he is an extreme athlete and he's also a football player. Oh, really? He has background as a quarterback in in high school. He has amazing court vision. He he makes great decisions. I I honestly can't like if we had the number 1 pick, I wouldn't even want Cade Cunningham because I feel like Picks two, three, four, and five might have higher upside than the guy who everybody thinks will change organizations.
0: Yeah, no, I, that makes sense.
2: Yeah, I mean it, it, this this draft is really, you know, it, 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 it's hard to it's hard to even know what you want yeah. because there's so high upside in all these and that, guys. And that's
0: what's great about where the Pistons are at. It's like you can go anywhere. Position wise, and you you can upgrade, or you can get a guy that's going to be a starter right away. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no.
2: Next guy, Jonathan Camiga. He's 18 years old. He actually reclassified to get to the G League Ignite one year early. Oh, really? He's six foot eight, 225 pounds. He is NBA ready as far as his body is concerned. Yeah. And he is he's playing on the same team as Jalen Green on the Ignite. What what he has that Jalen Green doesn't is. Creative offensive ability. Jalen Green relies almost 100% on his athletic ability this around right now, and his finishing ability. Kaminga is creative with the ball. He has great footwork. He has kind of that Kobe, maybe like a Paul George type of oh, shooting yeah. ability. Okay, and and he, like with the back to his ba- when he has his back to the basket, he knows how to finish. All he right. reacts to the defender. He's great. Um, and again, he's only 18 years old. He's six foot eight, two hundred. 25 pounds. He's averaging over 16 points a game, seven rebounds, almost three assists, 40% shooting, and 25% three-point shooting. So he he will work on his shooting. I think it'll come. I think he's a superstar in the making. He has huge upside, and I would compare him to a Paul George. All right. Next guy, Evan Mobley. He's seven feet tall, seven-foot-five wingspan, and he has guard-like skills. He is skinny as a rail, he's only two hundred and ten pounds, but he can shoot, he can dribble, he he takes people off the dribble up from the three point line at seven feet. And he has he has maybe like Anthony Davis type of upside. So like an athletic up.
0: big man. Is that is that who
2: sees the, the floor and yeah. isn't even involved in his Is he a center? He he's a center at USC right now, yeah, freshman okay. at USC. And again, seven feet, two hundred and ten pounds, you know, he weighs he weighs just as much as Jalen Suggs at six foot four. Wow. So I, I think if Jalen <laughs> yeah. Suggs was backing him down, I think he'd probably take him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he is he is thin, but he is he has great instincts, great scoring ability. And the upside for him is if his body fills out at all, you know, he could end up being like a Kevin Durant type. With that, those kind of basketball skills, yeah. or he could be an Anthony Davis type, where he's the center who can play away from the basket.
0: I mean, would would a poor poor man's Chris Bosh be like? Kind of his his floor? Is that fair, or is it? A li- or my? Li- no, I think you're. Yeah, you're on the yeah. the right track.
2: I think he's less aggressive offensively as Chris Bosh was coming out of college. Yeah, uh, but he has more guard like ability. Okay. So it's better, a good, better good comparison, vision, better passer yeah. type, type stuff. Yeah, but absolutely better um, playmaker
0: overall. Tangibles, but, but Bosch was a great player. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no, I, I like that, and, it, it, and it's going to be really interesting to see how how this season unfolds because Pistons are playing pretty good basketball, and they might sneak into a couple victories. But then, even after they did that, you're like, man, they're still second. Second to the worst, I should say, Uh, and and that's that's important. It it is there's a lot of parity in the NBA right now. Good draft pick here, yeah. And but
2: but again, if you're in the top five, somewhere in the top five, you're gonna get you're gonna get an amazing athlete. You're gonna get a a organizational type of upside
0: player. And and uh, and it's not the it's not the worst year to lose the lottery. Right, yeah, <laughs> like, it's not. Yeah, it'd be yeah. great to win the lottery, but then you're going to be pressured maybe to take a Cade Cunningham because that's what everybody's expecting, where he might not be the better fit for for what you already have. And in, if you're in talking place.
2: if you're talking upside, I think J. I think two through five have actually a higher upside than than Cade Cunningham at number one. Yeah, but Cade Cunningham is the sure bet. Like he would come in and potentially be an all star from the get go.
0: Awesome, um, so we do have our our, our mock draft. I, I, are you guys ready to do the mock draft, Ryan? Can you hit the, yep. the mock draft music? It's the NFL Live one. <laughs> I probably should explain <laughs> that to you beforehand. There we go, guys. Nice. And then we. we I'm do curious the, on the how long I just went there. Way too long. No, no, I, I don't. You know, I don't care about length. You guys are the ones that usually care about length. Well, Kyle care about usually it. cares about length. I care. He's not here, so.
4: Doesn't your wife her. care
1: about length?
0: <laughs> no, thank you. She stopped caring a long time ago. <laughs> she <laughs> stopped caring about ten years ago. <laughs> um but anyways we're gonna do mock draft 2.0 so for the people that, that missed mock draft 1.0 what we did we, we find a mock draft we dissect it we do the picks and and we all decide on who we want in that situation that, that that's on the board and, and I'm not gonna tell you whose draft picked the draft this is because it's it a little little fishy so I'm gonna kind of put you guys on the spot but anyways we'll start with with, with what's going on here. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock, and their pick is in, Ryan. And they reach for Zach. Lo- nope, I'm just kidding. They took <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, out of Clemson. It's obviously going to happen. No no questions here. I can't wait till that doesn't happen. That would be the funniest that moment. That <laughs> would be pretty crazy. Everybody's kind of on the- How many
2: trade requests would come to the Jets at that point? It would be nuts. <laughs> oh,
0: it would be – that would be awesome. It would be great uh, to see. All right, but here we are. The number 2 overall pick. The New York Jets are on the clock and their pick is not in because they have a trade. I don't know if I told you guys this has trades or not. He found
1: a trade draft. I found Very a trade nice. draft.
0: <laughs> uh, so, Atlanta moves up to get the number 2
4: Ooh.
0: overall pick and they took a quarterback. So, I know all right, who this they is took. They they basically so This is how how the person explains it. All right. <laughs> Zach Wilson. <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons take Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU. Uh, this is the Falcons' chance to reboot. Uh, Matt Ryan has started. No, I don't. Need, we don't need to get into that, do we? You guys no. Want to get? no. No. Let's move anyways, on. Uh, it's a logical choice. This mock draft, who I haven't told you guys who's, who it's for yet. It's either McShea or it's uh, Kuiper. Um. But anyways, he basically explained this trade to be similar to when Chicago gave up uh, the number three overall pick, 67 and 111 in a third rounder um, for the following season. That's about the package that he expects to be given up here for Atlanta to move up to number two. So Miami it's Dolphins. A great
2: trade for the Jets, by the way.
0: Miami Dolphins are on the clock. This is a pick that they got from Houston. Devontae Smith, wide receiver out of Alabama. Bummer. Uh, so now the New York Jets are on the clock from the trade from Atlanta, who moved up from four to two. Uh and their pick's in. You can do the re- music too. Redo the music, thing. Um, and they select Kyle Pitts, tight end Whoa. out of Florida. That's ridiculous. This wow. draft is getting interesting this though. Gotta right? This got to be a
2: Kuiper draft. This
0: is getting interesting. Is I a gotta Kiper love draft. it. That
2: was my guess. You gotta, it gotta love
0: it. All right, fifth. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals. They are on the clock, and their pick is in.
1: If they don't go offensive line.
0: Offensive tackle out of Oregon, Penny Sewell They will If he's there, they'll take him Philadelphia Eagles are on the clock And they select Wide receiver out of LSU, Jamar Chase He is on the clock Alright, and here we are At number 7, so who is on the board? We got Justin Fields, Mac Jones Trey Lance Micah Parsons, Jalen Waddell Rashawn Slater Gregory Russo a lot of talent on that board here, Ryan. Who, who would you take in this situation? And, and if, if we have anybody watching, let us know who you would take out of those. Um, what did I name? Six players, seven players. I don't really care.
2: Yeah, I mean, who would you guys take? If you really believe, if you believe in your quarterback situation right now, then you do not take Justin Fields. If you don't believe it, you have to take a talent, in my opinion, like Justin Fields. I think he's he's been the one to one A quarterback with. Lawrence this entire time through high sorry, school in college. It. I'm talking with Justin Fields. Justin Fields.
0: You would take Justin Fields? No, no, no I'm or, just I, saying
2: like you would have to in that situation if you don't believe in your quarterback situation. However, I think right now with the Lions, if you're rebuilding and you're you're trying to establish something with your with with your coaching staff right now, you either have to go Micah Parsons or Jada Waddle, my pick is in I'm trading if I can, but I
0: think I'm swapping. I'm going Micah Parsons. Parsons, oh, that's a switch from last year. So, I, I, or last week. So, all right, I should actually go back. When we did mock draft 1.0, the Lions made their pick at seven, and they had Gregory Russo, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Michael Parsons, and Jalen Waddell on the board. Uh, Kyle and I took Micah Parsons Micah and Ryan took Jalen Waddle I'd switch again i take uh, Jalen Waddle During again. the segment uh, We took the poll from our Facebook listeners Which we're hoping to do now So hopefully we're getting some, some comments and, and stuff um, But basically our pick as, as a podcast here With all, all of our votes All of our listeners' votes In the moment they, We took Jalen Waddle So that's who we took at 7 here um, and he is still available. My, or Ryan changed his changed his tune a little bit, a little bit of a tune changer. I'm going waddle, um, <laughs> which is fine. He's taking Parsons, Michael Parsons. I'm going waddle. What? You switched? Yeah, I switched again. Sorry. You switched back? I switched back. Is my allowed to do that or what? I mean, well, at you the were the still kind of on the clock, but no, you already made your pick. You no, you when said.
1: when Roger Goodell comes to the podium, he doesn't just get to switch it.
2: Yeah, but I just I just interrupted what he was saying and I I switched it. Oh, I did a little switcheroo there.
3: I think you John really is upset. that legal? Is that legal? Can Mr. he Goodell. do that, John? I think he wrote his vote with a magic marker.
0: So he, so we're saying he, he's stuck with with Parsons. With every magic marker,
3: there's a magic eraser. The man said it. I won't edit.
0: All right, so you're you're <laughs> sticking with Parsons. Sorry, Ryan. Whatever. But you're just happy that you got both. on the. On, I like the, both of them. For the <laughs> record, <laughs> for the record, you have both. All All I right, right, trade down, down and get Parsons for the Detroit Lions.
1: My pick is in. Make no. Mistake about it Jalen Waddle
0: Come on Waddle He's sticking with the Waddle yeah. That's a great pick That's better than my pick you, Yeah Look <laughs> I've been saying it From <laughs> early on I My pick's man. Crush it For now I'm going to stick with Parsons I think that's The right fit For the Lions John Do you Do you, do you want to get in on this Who do you Who do you think Should the Lions should take here
3: I wanted the Lions to uh, trade Jared Goff and some picks to Houston for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> That'd be nice. That'd Be nice. So I wouldn't hate a Justin Fields pick at this point. I Justin really, Fields, I really wanna hey? I wouldn't have another quarterback on the depth chart. I wouldn't hate it.
0: All right, that's that's his pick. He, he he's new, so he didn't do the picks in for the Sounder and all that stuff. But it's okay. It's okay. We're not going. You're right. Man. No. that's all right. <laughs> Sometimes All right.
1: Sam defies his own rules, too. Mostly. So the
0: <laughs> trade is in. I just did that to tease you guys. Mine's are really? making our
2: pick here. That's what I wanted. The Woo! trade is
0: in. The San Francisco 49ers shake up the draft. Uh, this is another trade, and this one uh, could cost the 49ers a lot of capital is what this person says. It's tough to project the exact details, but moving up five spots in a talented quarterback class means there will be competition. Uh, we can look to the Mitchell Trubisky trade as again uh, as a comp, but another could be the Steelers move up for Devin Bush in 2019 where they jumped 10 spots with the Broncos and had to give up uh, number 20 and number 52 plus a third-round pick the following year. Yes, it's 10 spots, but the Lions should expect a similar return. Uh, That would mean Ryan should restart the music. Uh, That would mean they'd get pick 12 from the 49ers, a second-rounder this year, and a future pick, Um, though though San Francisco doesn't have a third selection because of its trade for Trent Williams last year. I wouldn't be shocked though, if the 49ers had to give up their 2022 first round pick to get it done. Holy moly. I did not follow that. Just I just saying. went to six to midnight. So basically, they're saying <laughs> that was <so> uh, long. <laughs> they're getting number 12. Uh, the second rounder, which will be, I think, around 46. That's I wanna say. amazing already. And then a possible second, first round pick next year.
2: See, that's are you kidding me? In the first round to go from seven to 12? Right, 12 would, awesome. would be awesome. I mean, yeah, to get that kind of return, it, that is something that helps. Like you look at what the Dolphins are doing right now with all their picks and where they were last year. That's what the Lions could do if they can find a buyer to sell
0: down. So trade down. San Francisco's pick is in. Pick. They take Justin Fields, quarterback, out of Ohio State. I'm Horse. okay with it. I'm okay with not Horse. taking them there. Um, but anyways, Carolina Panthers are on the board. They're picks in. Another quarterback is off the board. That's Whoa. what, number four? Five. Five? No, no, because Trey Lance is still Trey on the Lance board. Trey Lance is That's still four, there. Yeah. He's next. Mac Jones, I thought you were quarterback say. out of Alabama. You guys probably know who's to draft this person. It's Kuypers. Um. Anyways, New England Patriots trade with the Denver Broncos to get quarterback. Trey Lance, quarterback out of North Dakota State. This is getting crazy, people. Number 10, the Dallas Cowboys. Their pick is in. Can I just not do it from now on until it's a Lions pick? No, I want I like it. It gives me a chance to think. <laughs> Patrick Sutan, the second quarter cornerback out of Alabama. New York Giants are on pick. the clock. Right before the Lions, number 11, wide receiver, Jalen Waddell, Ooh. out of Alabama. That's just, rough. Missed him. just missed them just missed them they're so well, here the we board, are again though. here we are again the lions are on the clock and who's on the board you got Rashawn Rashawn Slater Micah Parsons Kadarius Tony Gregory Russo Trevin Morig is a safety out of TCU obviously i'm going to stick with parsons that's that's my guy that's my guy at 7 that's my guy at 12 in this scenario although i'm going to be it's going to be very uncomfortable for the people that i'm with because i am going to be very excited about getting or Parsons at 12, uh, but also with everything else that you got along with this this trade, this is this is my 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 go-to. So, Ryan, yeah, in mean, this scenario, you
2: have to go Parsons here. I mean, at 12 to still get the guy, the the position that you have the least amount of depth at at, at this point. You need a playmaker. He offers that kind of upside. I, it's a no-brainer. It really is. Slater, Slater. Yeah, yeah, Parsons is. Hmm. Slater is interesting because I think he's, good, he's better than people think he is. Yeah, and yeah. They're, and they're talking about him potentially being a guard because he has short arms. It, whatever the case is, he's been dominant on the outside as a tackle. If he moves into guard, either way, I think he really would be an offensive line changing type of talent. So I think that's a little underrated at this point. And whoever he goes to will be really satisfied with – good he really is but I think you have to work on the defense we saw the the franchise worst defense last year so address that first round pick I love it
0: Micah also if you had comments from listeners I, I, I missed it to begin with and I apologize for no that. you're good on the original pick <coughs> I did I, I failed both of those man I'm
1: hey it's all right it's all right because my away. pick is in it's <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that sound. It's
1: Micah Parsons. Parsons. Yeah. I mean, given this whole trade scenario, that's that is absolute best case scenario, and it's a phenomenal get. It is all the picks. It's yeah. great.
0: It is a it is a steal, John. You're you're here. You're on the clock, and you got to say your picks in this time when you're ready. No, you, no, don't don't play it for him without. Well, I'm going
3: to <laughs> I'm gonna go with Micah Parsons as well. And then uh, I'll even split half the bill for Micah to buy his jersey and just put the first name on it. You know? Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Just Micah. Micah. Mm.
4: That'd be not sweet. Not happening. That'd be awesome. <laughs> will you, I'm a become, Lions jersey? will be you become
0: a Lions fan if no. this trade-down? No. no
1: I, I don't even know what your question is, but no. It's not happening. Will you become a Jerry? I Goff love fan? you guys. No. No.
3: I'll, I'll just, probably hate Jared no. Can I just get you a Packers jersey without the stitch lettering that says Mike on it? <laughs> when the when the Packers <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> when
0: the Packers move on from Aaron Rodgers, will you will your fandom be up for sale? No. Okay. Are you nuts? I don't know. It happened with Favre. Oh so. my gosh! It get did. Out of here. It, it did. No, it didn't. It, it, it did.
1: Do we have no, anything else to talk about or what? <laughs> Anyways, uh. that is
0: the draft. Do you guys want me to read what Kyper said? This is Kuiper's. We got his, it. His, his, yeah, you were right yeah. on All right, so here he goes. He took Crazy his pick's Kuiper. in. Kyper's pick is in. Lions select, linebacker out of Penn State, Micah Parsons. Uh, with the Lions moving down in the mock draft with the 49ers, that takes them out of the quarterback race, but it gives them extra draft capital. Jared Goff is going to remain on their roster in 2021 because of his salary, but he might not be the long-term solution. And I don't expect Detroit to improve next season, which means it could have another valuable pick, plus the Rams' first-round picks uh, in 2022 and 2020. I forget how awesome that is. Um, The Lions allowed 6.3 yards per play under former coach Matt Patricia last season, which ranked last in the league. Uh, They need help on defense. Parsons is a versatile linebacker with some pass rush upside. If if Parsons
2: was a defensive end where he... Played in high school, he might be the top defensive end
0: in this class. Like he has that yeah. kind of athletic ability. That that's good to hear. Um, so here we go. We'll we'll move down a little bit and give Mike a, a little bone here. Los Angeles Chargers took Rashawn Slater. Minnesota Vikings took something called Elijah Brewer Tucker. Um, Elijah Denver Vera Broncos Tucker. took Caleb Farley. Fairly Farley. Uh, Arizona Cardinals took J.C. Horn. Las Vegas Raiders took Trayvon Mooring. This is awful for me. All right. So Miami I,
2: Dolphins. Your homework but next time is to just do just some, <laughs> like, yeah, NFL Draft. NFL Draft. Just just go on YouTube. Going through names. Look at NFL Draft anything, and people will teach you how to pronounce their names, number one. But number two, you need to get familiar with these guys. I do. I do. You really do. You got to feel like you know what you're talking about when it, when it comes to this later on. Not, I'm not calling you out I or anything. I did feel that
0: until you just called
2: me out and told me that I didn't. No, so so I'm, what I'm saying is like late first round because late first yeah, rounders yeah.
0: will fall to second round. No, and I, that's and I what not sure. I should be right. ready. Yeah, all right. Um, thanks for that. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Miami Dolphins Jeez. took Jeremiah Owasu koramaho <laughs> Ah, uh, that's not true. That's no. It's <laughs> close enough.
1: You just ran all off sounds now.
0: <laughs> Washington Football Team uh, took Christian <laughs> Derisaw. Yeah, I think they're nice. getting a new name. Chicago aren't they? Bears took Kadarius Tony, who's of the wide receiver. Wide receiver, Florida. Uh, Indianapolis Colts. So this is—I thought this one was really interesting. Indianapolis Colts uh, select Gregory Russo at twenty-one. I cannot believe he fell that far, uh, being the top DE, right? I think people were saying. Yeah, it's that. him or Quitty Pay. Yeah. Yeah. Um Quiddy. Tennessee Titans took uh, Jalen Phillips, who is also a DE out of Miami. New York Jets, uh, which is a trade from Seattle. They took Pay, so a couple DEs going here. Three Steelers Nero. took Landon Dickerson. Jacksonville Jags took Christian Barmore. Cleveland Browns, Zaven Collins, Baltimore Ravens, Terry, Terrace Marshall, Jr. You you want to say that? One? No, go ahead. Um, Saints took Jason away a DE out of Penn State. And then Green Bay Packers are on the clock, and their pick is in.
1: Probably another QB.
0: Yeah, they take (laughs) uh, running back. Wait, who is this guy? Nobody knows. Who's this quarterback? Is there really a quarterback? No. They took outside (laughs) linebacker slash DE out of Washington, Joe Tryon.
1: Great. Do you like it? Uh, No.
2: Not really. He's got a second second round grade. (laughs) Yeah. I don't mind. I don't. Well, I think it's not bad for them to stock up in that position, but there's better talent. Uh,
1: that's hard to say because besides the drops, the wideouts didn't struggle too bad. They actually had a decent season, and that was without Functious, and they get Functious back this year as long as he doesn't opt out. So I, I, I don't think based on the production – they don't necessarily need to go wide receiver first round. I, I really wait, don't wait. Did they so. go
2: wide receiver? I thought he said def- defensive
1: end. Right. What I'm saying is, hypothetically, they don't oh, need yeah, to yeah. go offensive like with the production that they had last year, and they yeah. get functious, and they so may they may go through free agency for another offensive weapon. I don't know. Some some teams are
2: doing the uh, have the strategy right now of going with wide receiver later in the draft, just like running backs, because. Every single draft class, everybody wants to be a wide receiver. So every draft class right now is so deep. You can get a right. fourth, fifth-round talent and have a legitimate weapon. And yeah. if you look at Nico Collins, Nico Collins is a really good – He's uh, going to be he's a weapon for someone. He's a weapon we out of Michigan, round? and he's m- – no, maybe. Maybe a third-round pick at this point. Right? Maybe fourth. Yeah. I mean, like, you could get really good depth or you can get really good uh, uh, potential players
1: well, out of your wide receivers. L- look at what the Browns did. They picked yep. up DPJ, and he's tearing it up.
4: Yeah, exactly. What was he, fifth get round? Round? You get
2: a good athlete. So, yeah, fourth or fifth, I think. You yeah, scheme them open, right. and you, you get touchdowns out of that.
0: Nice. So, um, Ryan, can you explain to our <laughs> listeners uh, a little bit about betting hero? Yeah. I'm punishing you, you? <laughs> I'm not happy with you. <laughs> ah,
2: you got this. <laughs> It was so late last night. Anyways, <laughs> all right, betting early. hero. Does. It was like nine o'clock. Right, it when was nine I o'clock. You. I finally had a night to go to sleep early. I took advantage of it. So, betting hero, though.
0: Wh- you said the, you accidentally fell asleep the earlier. But coolest, coolest thing I this. did.
2: The coolest thing about betting hero is that they do the work for you when you're talking about sports betting apps. So if you if you have an account on betting hero, what they do is everything that is available in the state of Michigan for sports betting. They will le- they will lay out every single uh, app that you have availability to. They will give you the best promo code for each one of those apps and they will allow you to take advantage of every single opportunity that you have for each of those using their bettinghero.com app. So so they want to take all the guesswork out of it for you. If you have a specific game, you can use each one of the the competitors and get the different best lines yeah get the best line available at that time and use the best promo code available at that time and bet on the game that you really feel comfortable with
0: yeah i mean that's that's what i'm doing is like i i mean all of these these different it's so important to have an account for with all of them i think because they all have different promos they all have different bets like they like draftkings so they have this that one where uh, if you anybody get, lands a punch. You bet a, a dollar, you in a punch, you win $100. These, these yeah. are legitimate things. And all of these different um, like betting sites are doing their own special ones. Like I had one on, on MGM that was Michigan Plus, I think it was 82 I got. Michigan Plus 82 or something like that. That might have been FanDuel. I guess it doesn't matter. But it's like all of those opportunities are there, so it's important to have an account with all of them. Go to bettinghero.com, sign up with our, our promo code MIBets, and have an account through them, and then you can just – Hit play now on whatever one's going on and put some money into each account, and and it's a really good way to do it. I know I'm taking advantage of it. And we promise
2: you guys this is not something that is just a one-and-done opportunity with these promo codes. This is something that will be reoccurring as you have the app. So it's not not one-and-done. It's not like you're going to deposit $500, get $500, and then they're just going to forget about you. They will keep giving you promo codes to take advantage of as you go. And not only that, it's not just DraftKings. It's not just FanDuel. It's also the local Michigan Uh, casinos Casinos, and opportunities that you have, every single one of those is listed on Betting Hero. That makes them the only
0: resource that you need to go
2: to to lay all of your options out for exactly. you.
0: Exactly. You got William Hill, uh, who's connected to, to so many of the casinos here in, in Michigan as well. So, I mean, it's, it's a really cool website and, and we just ask you guys, if, if you're, you're interested in supporting us, that is how we ask you to do it. Um, it, Promo it code MIBets. I bet. Exactly. It bettinghero.com. supports them. It supports us. It supports local. And betting hero is, is a local company too. That is going, uh, across the country. So, uh, they're they're founded here in, in Rockford, Michigan, which is awesome. It, go back a few episodes; you can. Uh, we had them on, and and it was awesome. It, it was a really good time. So, I mean, everybody's looking to to get their money's worth here with uh, March Madness coming up. Uh, so, I, I recommend Betting Hero
1: and to, that's, to everybody. I guess it's truly as easy as it sounds too. It, it really it, is. They bring all of them together for you. You and don't I, have to search a hundred different websites for all the different promotions and stuff that they're running.
0: Yeah, and one one thing that's really cool is I signed up, and I haven't gotten any spam emails. Usually when you sign up for stuff like this, you, don't, you get just – That's so I true. I mean, you get like six or seven emails a day. That's a big just for, win. I, I haven't gotten one. I don't know if you guys have, but um, I, I appreciate that a lot. But anyways – Quick update
2: um, before you get into anything else. We have Indiana versus Michigan State. Yeah. Indiana with five minutes left has a one-point lead, 49-48 Ooh, in that, that game.
0: That's a – that's a close, game. close we'll, game we'll keep an eye on that one and and uh, keep it keep our Facebook live watchers uh, updated if you could um anyways I wanted to give uh, Trav's pick of the week uh, so he said he's gonna stay with the over under here He said maybe next week he'll, he'll touch on some some spreads but uh, he has some some stats and then this I'm gonna try to read what what he sent to me uh, he said Michigan has scored 70 or more in 16 of the last 18 coming into today by the way um, 16 of the last 18 games. Uh but less than 80 in six of the last seven wins. Um in eight of MSU's ten losses, they have hit or they haven't hit uh the sixty-five point mark, which is interesting. Uh he said Michigan's last ten wins, uh they have only allowed s- over seventy points once, and that was against the high scoring OSU team. Uh that being said, if Michigan wins, which they should then Michigan State shouldn't hit 65. He thinks the over/under will end up somewhere around 140, uh, figuring the spread will come in somewhere around uh, 10 points. Uh, that might go go down based on what what Michigan did today. Um, but I mean, the option to score 75 and still be under is is perfect, and that's where he wants to be. He said if that trend continues, uh, being below 65 points in a loss, I mean, th- this is this is perfect. Therefore. He says he loves the under at 139 or more, but will nervously take the over at 138. So keep an eye on all the lines. Again, use use BettingHero.com. Sign up for all these different websites. You can find different over/unders, all that stuff. He he really likes it if it's one if it's below 1 140 or sorry above 140. Take the under for sure. Um, but if it goes any lower than that, which isn't out yet, uh, just be be cautious and maybe not stick to it. Um, so I'm gonna give out my my Wednesday parlay. I have the Abs minus one and a half against the Sar- Sharks. Uh, abs are the much better team, and if they get that empty netter, that is the key to NHL betting. If you want to if you want to take the spread, that that's where it comes in. Um, but this is what what's important with this with with this parlay. So Avs minus one and a half. You got the Hawks to beat the Magic. You got the Lakers to beat the Kings and USC to beat Stanford. Um, that's kind of where I where I'm sticking. Um, my my Wednesday parlay. I know the Hawks one is a little little questionable, but uh, it might might be a decent might help out with the with the overall payout. But the four game parlay play, um, parlay, Avs minus one and a half, Hawks win, Lakers win, USC win. That, that's where I'm rolling. But uh, we also do. I, I did want to do some Vegas odds topics. I'm just gonna kind of give you guys some information that's out there um, currently. This was pre-show. Um, Michigan was minus two fifty. To make the final four, I thought really? that was really interesting. That means you have to bet two hundred and fifty dollars to win a hundred, so that's not. I'm not saying go put money on that because I I feel like those kind of odds um, to make a final four and win that many games in the tournament that that's that just shows how good Michigan is. That's bold outside of what we saw today, um, they are plus one thirty to win the Big Ten tournament, and they are plus three sixty to win the NCAA tournament. Uh, we'll turn it over to MSU basketball, some odds here. They are plus 1,000 to make the final four, uh, plus 1,500 to win a Big Ten tournament, and plus 7,500 uh, to win the NCAA tournament. So if you have $100 laying around and you like Michigan State, put $100 on them and maybe, Honestly, maybe strike gold stat. here. Not bad, right? It's really not. Um, but as as I like to do is I like to come up with some odds, and I, I'm not going to lie, it's this is a segment that I hear um, once a week or so on, on a couple stations I like. Um, but they like to come out with some similar odds and which one they would like to pick. So, um, Carson Anderson, thank you guys for, for this topic, but we're going to steal it today. Very nice. Um, but anyway, so 66-1 to 1 odds. You could have MSU winning the NCAA title, Pacers winning the NBA championships, um, Sadiq Bay winning NBA Rookie of the Year, or David Price winning the NL Cy Young. Obviously, these are out there. They're they're tough odds. I'm not saying go put money on them. I thought it was interesting. Wh- which one would you take out of those right Oh, now?
2: very clearly MSU to, to uh, win the, the NCAA, NCAA title. title. Yeah. yeah, Pacers won't win. Sadiq Bay won't win. David Price. Won't I thought
0: win. you. Were, I thought you were going to go towards Sadiq Bay.
2: No, there there are two rookies right now. I mean, Lamelo Ball is crushing it. Right now, for for the Hornets, right now, yeah. yeah, he's he's going to put bigger numbers. He's he's got a way higher usage rate. They need him more than the Pistons need Sadiq Bay,
0: Michael. Which one would
2: you
1: take? I was leaning toward Bay initially. I and was too, no, I, I'm, <laughs> no I'm not, I, <laughs> not even
0: close, guys. Don't I don't do it. know.
1: It, it's it's Izzo. He's had a couple of nice upsets lately, and it, it just seems too fitting to not pick MSU.
0: John, do you do? You, would you lean either either way on any of these?
3: Where does David Price play baseball anymore? I think
0: he's a Dodger. <laughs> Is Maybe. he a Dodger? Allegedly. He's allegedly yeah, a Dodger. He, unless he opts out Right again.
3: So, so he's in the bullpen. Yeah, um, <laughs> we'll see. I'm actually going to go with Bay. I'm going to say that uh, LaMelo Ball has like a, some type of watch-stealing thing going on in China <laughs> still. And Dang, I forgot I about just, that. I don't know. I just think that's the best pick out there on the board.
0: I, I like Sadiq Bay as well. I really do. I, I think... I mean, a couple guys maybe get the COVID and Sneak Bay plays every Where'd game. Where did you get your watch, puts up, John? <laughs> puts up some big numbers. <laughs> um, I, I would lean towards Bay, even though Ryan tried talking me out of it. Um, another one here, 14-1 odds. You got Casey Mize winning AL Rookie of the Year, Bryce Harper, NL MVP, uh, Dayton wins the Atlantic 10 tournament, or Steph Curry wins the NBA MVP. John, I want you to start us off on this
3: one. Steph Curry, NBA MVP, MVP. Yeah, he's working with the the least amount of support on a team. Um, I mean, Golden State is in the playoff push right now, so I think that's uh worthy if he, of if, yeah. If he yeah. Could, if
0: they could get in, it it'll be because of him.
3: Yeah, he's gonna set a record for most threes in the shortest time in the NBA. Um, I think it. I think it's overdue.
2: All right. Right. that that's, that's a really really good option because everything he just said and I don't think that our lead candidates right now are crushing it. Giannis is not having the greatest year and the Bucks aren't either. Uh LeBron everybody's pushing for him to get an MVP like he's, but he's yeah. faded off recently without without his sidekick. Oh yeah. In there? Yeah. And uh and then we're I don't know. I think the other one is James Harden, but the Nets. Are, I don't think they're very good, and and I don't know. We'll see about that one, especially when Kevin Durant comes back.
0: So you kind of so think that the, like sorry, but the NBA title might come down to a Curry Lebron thing, and is it going to be more of a longevity thing or actually who who is? Better? You're talking MVP. Yeah. What sorry? What did I say? Title. Oh yeah. Sorry. MVP.
2: Uh, I, I think there's a lot of candidates so so Steph Curry makes sense. If they make a really good push in the second half of the season, it would be a hundred percent because of Curry and he would earn earn an MVP in that regard. I would personally go with Bryce Harper just because we are not into that season yet and we have seen a three thirty, uh hundred twenty walk, you know, forty home run season out of him in the past, yeah. just one time. But he's done it so he's capable of doing it again. If he does it again, it would be an amazing season, and he would have to probably beat out Juan Soto or Acuna.
0: Yeah, Micah, where are you leaning with
1: that? I'm going with Steph Curry too. Ryan, you're ready to do the, um, play beer. Yeah, I'm going to agree with John. I mean, you you brought up some good points, and I I was kind of leaning towards Mize. I think Mize would be my second option. Um, I, I like Bryce Harper. I like what Ryan brought up. Um, but I think Mize is going to take my second place.
0: So you had you know Curry, yep. Mize, yep. Bryce, yep. Um, I, I I was going to go with Bryce Harper. I, I I agree with Ryan where he he's proven to be an MVP at at some point. And I don't even think did they make the playoffs last year? I don't think they did. They did not. So I mean, if he could come in and, and tear it up, um, that that could really be a a big thing. And that's a a ballpark that you can all of a sudden strike golden, and, and and it'd be good. The ball starts flying, um. Not much incentive when you sign him to
2: a 10-year deal, but just saying. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, we'll see what happens with, I agree was with it. Was it a or no? Who who just signed the or is No, Tatis? Harper, I think it was Fernan- like 10 year. Yeah, no, oh, but for, for Fernando, Fernando Tatis yeah, Jr. Jr. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: What it, what was that? 12 years? 14 years? 15, I think. I think it's oh 15 gosh. years.
0: I think he's going to be a free agent when I'm 40 years old. He undersold himself,
2: like man. 340 million is not that much for a guy with that potential 10 years down the road.
0: Yeah. Uh, so the last one that we'll do here Not is much. Uh, to seven to two odds. Um, so U of M NCAA title. Marcus Mariota is the next Patriots quarterback. Uh, Jazz win the West or Devonte Smith, Devonta Smith, drafted third <laughs> <Devante>. overall. <laughs> Devonte man, oh. it's just well, smelled- <laughs> I've heard it both ways. <laughs> All right, somebody just uh, talk. <laughs> Ryan, you can you can do this. You can be prepared to hit that play. Beer grade read. Yeah, um, this is. So I want you to be focused on that after <laughs> we're done is, with this.
2: This is tough. Mariota is a wild card. I have no, no, no idea, idea where he's going to be. Yeah, right. yeah, I thought I mean, that was interesting. It, it's kind of funny though. I really do like it. <laughs> uh, the Jazz winning the West. I really think it's likely because of where they've started at this point. And they have a lot of good role players. They're a really good team. Yeah. They're going to be hard to, to beat out West. Devontae Smith, I do think it's either between him and Jamar Chase. I actually think they're going to go Jamar Chase if, you think if so? they have their preference. But I think there's a better likelihood that they trade out and then it's a quarterback and not the Dolphins pick. Yeah. No, so I, I will go with the Jazz win the West.
0: Uh, all right, I, I completely agree with you on that one. I think the Jazz, and this is, look, I haven't watched, but from what I've heard, they're they're a really good team and they're probably going to win the West at some point this year. So Uh, that's where I would go. John, Micah, you guys can fight over who's next.
1: No, it's it's all good.
3: I'll take it, John.
2: Micah (laughs) won the
0: fight. (laughs) Oh, go
1: ahead.
2: You were going to (laughs) talk.
3: Homer, U of M, NCAA title. Love it.
0: Love it. I'm okay with that. Nicely done. I just feel like I can just build all my brackets to fit that, and, and I'll be happy either way. So
1: John John got his amazing blue shirt on. <laughs> oh, he, does. he just he nice. did the Superman <laughs> with
2: the U of M in the middle.
4: <laughs> All right, um,
1: Micah. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna bring up the rear here, and uh, my, my pick is gonna be Devonta Smith.
0: <laughs> I swear, <laughs> so, I've heard Devonta.
1: Dude, I honestly, I I think they need some help in their wide receiving room, and I think Devonte. Smith is going to be basically a lock at three. They want to I pair mean, him with Tua, I, right? I, 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 I do. Like I do agree with you that Jamar Chase is a heavy favorite, also. But I think Devontae Smith is just too good to pass up, and he could be a massive game changer for that team because they, they they put a lot of pieces together this year, and I think they're just missing. Excuse me. I think they're just missing a Devontae Smith, to be honest. Yeah, the new, the new, the new button. <laughs> Sorry,
0: It is time to grade our Michigan beers for this episode, but before we do, I want to once again remind everyone of our partner, Cisleano's Market. They're simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive, right between Grand Valley State University's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth a short drive for what they have to offer. Whether you know what you want or you need some help from their expert staff, Cisleano's Market is the best place for that. They not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beers from across our great nation, they're individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. Along with their great selection of craft beer. They have specialty wines, spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, and cigars. They also have the largest selection of homebrew and wine making supplies in West Michigan. We love that Siciliano's Market is part of the state of my sports family and is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beers for each and every episode. So please check them out and let them know that we sent you. Yeah, so Siciliano's Market, great place for, for beer. Also, Lost Art, so I, sh- I don't want to give Siciliano's credit completely for, for the Lost Art that we're all going to be doing. Uh, but anyways, uh yeah, we're not. <laughs> but uh, anyways, Ryan, you want to start us off with a beer grade or? Oh geez, yeah. Hold on, let me drink some beer so that I can <laughs> yeah, move, refresh. You've been, you've been moving my slow with with your beer today. Got a long day tomorrow or what? That's
2: not true. I just moved on to others. I've been oh, mixing yeah. and matching. Oh yeah, Sorry,
0: I didn't see that. All
2: right, guys. So I drank Elephant Juice from Eastern Market Brewing Company. I still don't know where these guys are. Oh, they're in Ferndale, so it is East Side. Yeah, in in the Detroit Metro area. Um, it's, it's a good, it's a good beer. It's 7.2%. percent they have got Citro Mosaic, Mandarina and Bavaria hops. Mandarina Bavaria, I think is just one hop there, <laughs> but it's, I threw the and in between those two words. So anyways, it's a good beer. It's, it's, it's really, it's, it's, really easy to drink. I don't think it has anything that stands out as being exceptional or that stands out from the crowd. But if you're just going for, uh, an easy to drink with with good flavor. I think it kind of just Fits is that. the New England IPA. It's a standard New England IPA. They're not going for too much. They're not going for something unique or anything. They just stayed in their lane, and I, I'm going to give it a Seven eight, seven, eight.
1: Micah. Well done. Uh, I'm drinking from Arvon Brewing the two-times blackberry double kettle. It's their uh, kettle sour with a ton of blackberries and a nice – the most level of alcohol, um, eight percenter, uh, easy to drink. It's nice and fruity. I mean, it's seriously packed with fruit. It's not like, eh, it's kind of, it's kind of fruity. It's punching you in the tongue. So. Yeah,
0: they, they definitely aren't light with the with the fruits. No. That Classic Arvon, really
1: yeah, really good. So yeah, if you like a lot of taste to your beer, a lot of flavor, go check out Arvon. Uh, they're on Division. Uh, In between Franklin and Hall, I believe. A a nice little quaint spot. If you find the, uh, I think it's the uh, Dollar Tree store, you're going to find Arvon. But great staff. This beer is really, really good. I'm going to go with an 8.1. 8.1. Yep.
0: Nice. You okay over there? Yeah, I'm just I'm not paying attention. Oh. <laughs> which is what else is new? <laughs> um, I'm drinking from Parent Brewing Company Hard Restart, which I think might be a play on like kind of what this world's had in the statement. It's like we restarting Michigan, yeah. and we're going to go full bore here. Uh it's part of their side hustle series. I have a very good feeling since it's a Indian style pale lager. We like we said earlier we know who who's behind this one.
2: You think that has anything to do with the hard restart too, right? New position, new place, new identity. For who? For Eric.
0: For Eric. Oh, Yeah. Pat Pat no, I Hard notice? restart. He's they're, they're, starting. Sorry. Starting fresh. I, I. You were very creative there, and I missed it. So. What else is new, something over my head, right? It's kind of fact related, <laughs> it wasn't that creative, but just um, but anyways, the hard restart it's brewed with sapphire and Nelson solvent hops. Uh, they expect uh, this lager to have a moderate bitterness with notes of citrus and bright grape acidity, um, on the aroma. Um, like I mean, like I said, uh, crafted in Michigan, U.S. Uh, as always, it's 6% alcohol by volume. It's in Comstock Park, Michigan. Uh, it's a very, very good lager. Uh, I would say about a 7 6 for a lager, I, I, which I'm is, is a decent score for me. Which might lagers. be your best yeah. lager, yeah. Yeah, it might be. There's a really good chance. Nice. We're also all drinking something else, Michael. We
1: are. Tonight, we're all drinking the new Milkshake Series from Lost Art Brew House. It is their first fruited beer brewed at lost art it's their raspberry vanilla milkshake it's a 7.3 percenter and it's a part of their new milkshake series of beers so i anticipate a ton of new ones coming out within the next six to eight months which i mean i've never I'm, heard of a I'm series excited. that's
0: a one and done actually the wild card in baseball used to be one one and done so They call it a series. Ah, Sorry, so he has heard of it. Yeah, make make this (laughs) several examples. Make sure this isn't a MLB wild card series.
1: (laughs) Um, so there there's a ton of raspberries and a ton of lactose in here. So I think there there's a massive trend across the craft beer industry introducing lactose into beers. Um, Yeah, I I I would like to you know reconnect with. uh, Bearded at it at some point and go over kind of like the technicalities or go over it with Eric at Perrin. No, yeah, But it'd be awesome. the, the the smoothness I think comes from the lactose and sometimes they uh, introduce that with vanilla too. But this beer is absolutely divine. It is. It is really, really good. Really and good. I think
0: the can is a piece of art. Like I yeah. love, and I, I'm sure Lost. Why art do they?
1: Has, why do they pick such great
2: colors for their? They Labels do an unbelievable job, but the way
0: that they even have so I don't know if the <laughs> do people are, people that are watching like you have the the ice cream, um, Sunday type thing, and then like this color is supposed to be like the ice cream, you know what I mean? Like the the jar here, or what would you call that? A cup? Cup jar? I don't it's know. not a jar. C- certainly, <laughs> <laughs>
3: certainly a cup. Is it a cup? <laughs> yes, it's, it's a malt glass. Malt glass. <laughs> malt Sorry, glass. glass. Yeah,
0: thank you. All right. What's um, that keg? You guys like are just going to laugh at me. I'm so glad John's here to like help me the, through it. You guys just sit there and well, laugh. The well, it's
3: it's better than saying, my milkshake brings all the girls to the <laughs> to yard. The jars. Yeah, that's you know, it. Right. <laughs> but uh, but uh, we'll just leave that PG. The jars the complete Anyways, opposite of that. But the yeah.
0: artwork with Lost Art is unbelievable. They do such a great job. It always uh. looks great. And this one is, is, I mean, probably top notch here. I love it. I love I love the color of the can. Did, did we grade this stuff? yet? We what? haven't graded it yet, no.
1: We should probably grade it. Are we it? all grading it?
0: Uh, yeah, we're For all grading sure. it. I'm going I'm to give it an eight four. I really like this one. Um, it, it's it, it's exactly what it's supposed to be. It's sweet, um, but it has good flavor. But it still has the the beer. You know, I I like the milkshake beer. So Ryan, you're you're next, so you can eight three,
2: eight three. I I completely agree with you. It's really easy to drink, really tasty. It's it did its job.
0: Yeah, Micah,
1: nice, eight five.
0: Eight five, he went. Oh, we got eight three, eight four, eight five. John, I'm putting you on the spire. He you're, you're not necessarily like into the beer grades yet.
3: No, this is the first one, I believe. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, I don't want to put too much pressure he on you, but, but we had the eight three, the eight four, and the eight five. You can't do eight six or eight two, but you can do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> you can do whatever you want. I don't care.
3: I'll, I'll go with eight five.
0: Eight five with him, yeah. nice. nice. I'll just
3: take the median. Is that the median or no? It's not eight four. Would be, no, that was the, the that mean. was the <laughs> the mean. I'm that sorry. was the mean.
0: Also eight four. Eight five. Wait, what? No, A five was the height or the 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 highest one.
3: No, I'm just bad I mean, at math.
2: Median would be middle, and mean would be average, right? Either way, it's eight four.
0: A four. Wait, I thought you said eight five. Oh. He
2: did, but he said median, and then he changed it to mean. I'm just saying median and mean are both eight four in this case for him.
0: Oh, do you want to change it to
3: 8-4? No, I'll just leave it at 8-5. <laughs> <eight five. laughs> I'll take the claim. I'm bad at math. <laughs> Sam, oh, I,
0: I don't know what any of that means.
3: Bad at definitions, I guess. <laughs> Sam
1: better count his blessings. I yeah. wasn't here <laughs> busting his balls. <laughs> I'm sure he will tomorrow.
0: Well, hey, thank you guys for, for listening. Thank you guys for recording. Always appreciate it, Ryan, Mike, and John. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week, if not sooner. Peace out, fellas. Ladies Again to all our great sponsors: The House Brewing Company and Cafe, Siciliano's Market, Mac Web Design. Also, thank you to Paradise Outlaw for allowing us to use their music for our introduction, Detroit Hustle, and for our out, Six Feet Down.